Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where I've been talking to travel industry professionals in all different verticals of the hospitality and travel space. And I'm excited about today's guest because, well, uh, we've been chatting quite a bit. We've done a couple of different shows together. Um, I love everything that he's doing, his energy, what he's all about, which is really about connecting people. Um, but today's guest is Dan Ryan, who is a lifelong entrepreneur, but he's also the co-founder at Agency 967. So, Dan, welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. I'm so glad to be here. This is so fantastic. I get to, you're like an inspiration for me. So to be able to see how, like, look behind your curtain and see how everything's done. It's just further inspiration for um, what I'm trying to do to shorten everyone's journeys. Well, I mean, I have to say like you and I connected and I just immediately, I loved everything that you're about, like, and, and everything that you're growing and doing as well too. So um, this just seems like a, a natural sort of like segue, but I want to go ahead and bring our listeners up to speed. Um, so would love for you to share a little bit about your background as it relates, relates to the hospitality industry. So when I was 19 years old, I moved out to California. Actually, even before that, from the time I was 12, one of my, my, my best friend, he supplied fabric into the hospitality industry. And I always heard about these people that were family friends in California. Uh, then I moved out to California to go to school and I met some really incredible leaders within our industry. So I interned at a hotel design company, one of the biggest in the world, Hirsch Bedner and Associates, now called mm -hmm. HBA. Um, then I worked on the purchasing side of things. So I bought all kinds of furniture, fixtures and equipment for hotels. And then I started selling uh, and sourcing furniture, uh, for custom furniture into the hospitality space, mostly oh. in the three to five star, um, uh, three to five star um, guest room space. But typically, um, I mean, I I've just been doing it for almost 30 years now. So it's wow. been more than half my life. Wow. Well, that's so cool. And it's so interesting because I love how, you know, pretty much whenever you talk to anybody in the hospitality industry in different, again, like regardless what that aspect is, is that there's this element of almost kind of like falling into it. And then you kind of like find this love and joy and appreciation. And it's interesting to hear that you had a bit of that as well, too. I totally fell into it. I had no idea. And I'd like to say rather than fall, like some people say, oh, I chose a profession. Yeah, I feel like this industry really chose me because I say this a lot, but I feel like part of the DNA that runs through everyone that's in our world, mm -hmm. no matter what side of the hospitality world you're in, yeah. everyone wants to design, build, or drink at a great bar that, that they did and socialize and connect and just, and just be themselves. And I think that that runs through everything that all of us do. Even, I mean, what you're doing here, like you are you, you're your best version of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know arguably, but yeah, <laughs> you know, some, day, some days it depends on how heavily caffeinated we are, but I mean, yeah, ex exactly. It's, it is interesting just how like it can, how the industry like came to you. So, um, would love to talk a little bit more about, um, agency 967. Um, can you describe a little bit more about that, um, about the company and maybe what was the inspiration, um, or evolution into, you know, starting this company? I think it was more of an evolution. So uh, for almost 20 years, I was sourcing furniture from Asia as my own brand and selling mm -hmm. it into the marketplace or trying to sell, waking up every day and trying to sell it into the marketplace. Yeah. Um, 
And then in the course of every entrepreneurial journey, um, you know, the ball bounced the wrong way a couple of times. And mm -hmm. what I decided was I just needed to simplify everything. Yeah. So instead of managing the supply chain, customer service, project management, and bring my own products, I was like, you know what, let me just work with all of these other best in category companies and bring them to market um, and connect them to the best projects. So in, the, in a way, I'm shortening my clients, the hotel designers, owners, and operators journeys by bringing them the best in the business to deliver what they need. Uh, but also I'm just acting as this intermediary between really hearing what is needed for a specific project and getting it in here. But without, so I'm really acting purely as a connector right now and I'm yeah. not dealing as so deeply in things I was good at, but not great at. It's not my highest and best use. And I think that was a real lesson learned. Yeah, well, and but I, I love this element of being this connector because well, I, I think so much of it speaks to me just because of my background being a concierge. You know, I think so many people are like, oh, but you are the person that, that gets things for people. And it's like, there's an element of that, but there is this element. It's more about the connection. We're making connections. And so I really love that that's what you're, the focus really is more. Yeah. And, and, and I loved how in our conversations where it was really speaking about that space between, you know, that person standing at your desk, you, the concierge and you, so, and how can you best navigate and hear what yeah. the needs are? And I feel like one of the things I've been like, almost like a superpower I've developed over time is really hearing what is unsaid, because yes. I feel like oftentimes what's unsaid for whatever reason, it's uncomfortable. You just don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. That's really the direction of where we all need to go on our journey. Totally. So again, it's like, how can I shorten people's journeys to getting to that point? And not, not just in finding the right furniture for a project, but introducing people to get married. Yeah. What's that great restaurant? Where's a, what's a uh, top 10 list for a travel itinerary to Croatia? You know, whatever I've, we all have our own experiences and yeah. the journey is the destination, but oftentimes we don't need to reinvent the wheel every single time we're out to do it. So totally. in a way it's like this very low hanging way that is so easy for me. And I love doing to just shorten other people's journeys. Yeah, which is which is great. I mean, and, and I know, I mean, I'm such a fan of it already. And we've already even, we've had our own discussions about that. Um, so you kind of touched on this a little bit before, and uh, but I want to do a little bit of a deeper dive. Obviously, the last year has forced many people to pivot. This was the nature of not only the travel and hospitality space, but many industries. Um, did you focus on anything different over the course of last year and... If so, were there any unexpected wins from it? Oh, 100%. I started another company called Blue Canary with some really incredible business partners um, that are in the hospital space. So mm -hmm. it was like, how can we bring those tried and true methods of cleaning over okay. to hospitality? So we weren't cleaning, but we were creating cultures of safety. I like building culture. Yeah. Um, so in the pandemic, basically all of the, my whole business really just kind of slowed down except for the outdoor furniture part that I, um, that I bring to market, which very lucky that that actually happened. But in, in the slowdown, I also just had a very clear white canvas that I could just be very uh, creative as an entrepreneur and say, Hey, this is a problem. How can we solve it? Mm -hmm. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. <laughs> Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> I did not expect you to go there, but you did. I didn't expect it either. It just kind of came out. Oh that was funny. God. 
<laughs> no, but I but I love it because it is so true to like what happened over the past year, and and obviously you know taking this time to sort of shift and find those opportunities. Um, speaking of opportunities and new shifts, uh, you are launching a podcast, uh, yes. defining hospitality, which I think is an incredible name, um, and you also have a pretty impressive lineup of guests. Not you being that, one of them. I mean, I was, you could say that. I can't say that. That would be weird. But um, what is your inspiration and, and hope for this podcast that you're launching? Uh, I think it checks a couple of different boxes. One is I'm just a super curious person. I always love learning, number one. Mm -hmm. um, number two, and this is kind of selfishly kind of shortening my own journey. I've been writing a lot for my blog about furniture and this and that, yeah. but it's it's kind of it gets a bit tedious over time. Like, oh my gosh, how much more can I write about this? It interests me, but who's really into it? Yeah. So I figured, why don't I just start talking to people who I'm curious about that touch upon our industry and kind of plagiarize myself and get have that those collisions and those conversations create new little nuggets of, of content. And maybe even at some point, I think it could become a book. So, and the reason why I chose defining hospitality Hospitality means so many things to so many people. It does. But whether as a concierge, like mm -hmm. ultimate one-to-one, -one, like in, in this house of a, of a hotel and the, giving hospitality to others, but also just as an entrepreneur and being in this entrepreneur's organization, everyone in business, whether it's how you make your team feel comfortable, how do you make vendors of yours feel comfortable? How do you all get aligned so everyone's rowing in the right, in the same direction? Um, this whole idea of hospitality and how you treat guests, it's as ancient as ancient. And as, as human nature. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but if you look at, you could look it up in the, in the dictionary and read what Miriam Webster says about it, but really there's this kind of almost Venn diagram of serving others, impacting others, hearing yeah. people, and just hearing all these stories. It, I'm on my own journey, just figuring it out. And I think it's helped me rethink my, vision of what hospitality is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and it, it I mean I love already just um seeing the direction that it's going with it and and again it is I mean it is it's the human aspect which is such a critical aspect of of hospitality but it is so unique and different to all of us. Yet there's at the base of it there's something that's the same. Um even if it's defined in different ways. Um so would love to talk about like shifting gears a bit, talk about hospitality trends that you're seeing. Um, obviously things have changed and we're, we're, I feel like we're like on embarking this new sort of world of hospitality and travel. So what are, what are you seeing that's different um, from design to maybe even experiences? So on the design side, this whole idea of rooms getting smaller and smaller and smaller, I think is here to stay. It's a, mm -hmm. it's really goosing returns for developers. Personally, I'm not, a, as a business traveler, it's great, but as a, as a head of a family, or actually my wife's the head of the family, but as a part of a family with <laughs> yeah. three little roommates, you know, I don't want to be in a small hotel room. You know, yeah. I want a bigger place. I want an Airbnb. And, and then it's also, you know, I both fear, respect, and love Airbnb because it's like, disrupting our industry. But I think that the existing like mature hospitality industry is also learning so much oh, from Airbnb. Totally. And I feel like this, this, they're intertwining and they're, they're kind of informing each other and creating some 
really neat things. Yeah. Um, as far as other trends that I'm seeing, I don't know. I'm just, I just, the, the biggest thing, which I don't think we've all figured out, and I talked to an architect um, named Christian Giordano um, from Mancini Duffy in on my podcast, where in the workplace, like we haven't figured out exactly what work is going to look like after this. This is true. Right. And I think that that's going to have a one-to-one, -one, uh, maybe not one-to-one, -one, but there's going to be some direct impact on how, how that relates to business travel and also personal travel. Because now mm -hmm. if people really truly can come in two to three days, four days, five days a week, whatever it is, yeah. they're going to have more time on weekends and mm -hmm. they're going to be able to explore more and, and see what's going on. And I don't know how that's going to affect travel. I, yeah. I, I just don't know because I don't think anyone knows, but I feel like markets, ideas, and people are really efficient. And I, some kind of new direction is going to come out of all of this. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm just excited to see what the outcome is. It's interesting that you bring that up because I have been hearing, obviously, talks of obviously more integration of this leisure travel, so business and leisure. Um, even some even describing um, people are going to be taking more advantage of their vacation days. Like, no more are we going to, oh, I'm going to be take the high road and not use my vacation days. Like, no, we're going to use them. And they might be more creative in how they use them. Um, so, whether arguably adopting more of a European lifestyle where we take uh, we make a mo we take more time to have pause um so it is interesting which is actually kind of leading me to the next question because i know that you've actually you've gone to a couple of conferences lately and you've got a couple more lined up this year um and you're talking to other individuals in the hospitality and travel space any like key takeaways or discussions that that these other individuals are talking about that you know you want to talk about with me? <laughs> well, a, a couple of things. So number one, the first thing I'm asking is, can I hug you? Yeah. Yeah. Because I miss seeing everyone so much and I don't like, they're trying different colored lanyards and all that, but I'm like, can I give you a hug? And I don't know yeah. if it's creepy or whatever, but it, no. I think mo it's always reciprocated. And I think people are just really excited. Um, the first conference I went to was the Hunter conference down in Atlanta. Yes. And they were the first in-person conference for our industry. I think 1,200 people showed up. Yeah. The crazy thing, they talked a little bit about COVID, but it was really all about the hiring crisis. Like, yeah, we can't find people. How are we going to, how are we going to solve that? How are we, how are we going to do this? Um, so that, that was my takeaway there. Um, it was, that was really surprising because before the pandemic, if you talk to a general manager of a hotel and ask them what keeps them up at night, mm -hmm. it wasn't ADR or occupancy or whatever. It was, are my housekeepers going to show up to work? So I feel sure. like where we are now after the pandemic, it's, it's that times a magnitude of three or five or who knows. It's, it's a serious structural issue that I don't see going away anytime soon. Yeah, no, um, definitely. Then where did I, oh, I went to the Independent Lodging Congress in Philadelphia, yes. which was another just, I don't know, like there was great content, but it was almost, for me, all these, I'm just about the people. Yeah. And so whatever the content was, as amazing as it was at Hunter and at um, Independent Lodging Congress, I was just so excited to see people I hadn't seen in nearly right. two years because I feel like in this industry, we're just like a band of brothers and sisters and we, 100%. I don't know. We all, 
exist off of each other's energy. And I feel like that was really taken away from us. Well, and that's also the whole point for, you know, networking and these conferences and, and, and what, you know, where there has been this discussion of like, where is business travel moving in the future? What about conferences? And case in point, just how you're talking about this, like, it, we, so many of us miss that. That's so much, and the, the, the programming is like the icing on the cake, but it's like the people that's like, that's the cake cake part, you know? <laughs> so, totally. No, I want uh, the cake and I want to eat it and I want to get fat off it because I just miss all of these people so, so much. But I will say whatever conference you go to book a nonstop flight if possible, because yes. the same problem I was talking about with housekeepers, it's happening at the, at the airlines. So they have that's the airplanes, true. but they might not have enough pilots or, or flight fuel. attendants or well the fuel they have plenty of fuel but then it's the people working down on the ramp the baggage handlers and things so the if like the way that they used to flip planes and the enhanced cleaning it's just taking a lot longer mm -hmm. and a lot of connections are getting missed and bags are getting lost i know i know okay i definitely am all too familiar with all of that so but but again it's it's kind of par for the course as we are kind of coming back out of it. I've always said it's like it's going to be wonky, so to speak, as we crawl back out just because we're getting into a new groove. You know, we were on a bicycle. We went, we stopped. And now we have to start again. And so it might be a little bit like, oh, oh, you're driving like this until you kind of start going straight again. Um, we're with a very weird example of riding a bike, but <laughs> hopefully that made sense. But it is, with the bike riding metaphor, it's, it's wonderful because we're so used to being around these people. We've been taken off the bike of, of these connections and these collisions. Mm -hmm. And I think what's, I've loved Zoom also because it's, you know, it's so efficient. You can have, you can really stack yourself and be super. I love a very defined calendar and just being super, very efficient. What after um, yeah. But that being said, we're missing that kind of off- camera off camera time or just like just being where hey yes. our ideas may co-mingle and have a baby and come up with these new ideas and then yeah. it's really it's hard to get those into a 30-minute zoom meeting because in a 30-minute zoom meeting it's all about efficiency on the task at hand you're not given right. that time to let ideas kind of mature and evolve and kind of see what's Start exciting because the most powerful thing is are our, our ideas. And I feel like the interaction of our dear, of our ideas have been severely limited over the past year and a half. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's been an interesting time, but it's, I don't know. I've also, as challenging as it's been, I, I'm probably the most optimistic about it as well. Now it's, a, it's, there's a different feel to it. Um, but my gosh, and just as you're saying this, it's like in this amount of time, I feel like we're just getting getting started. But um, but I know that we're going to have to wrap up here. But um, before we do, any exciting new projects that you're working on that you want to share with those that are tuning in? I mean, I think my most exciting project, it's not, it's, it's really this podcast. Yeah. I'm just, I'm learning so much from you, yeah. not just on well, like what we're talking about, but then yeah. also... It's that we, we allowed our time when we shut it off mm -hmm. for before and after to just talk about, hey, what is this craft all about? Like, yeah. how, how, what's, how have you gotten so good at what you're doing? How can you help me learn more? And what can I do to help shorten your journey onto something else? And I, 
I'm just missing that interaction so much. And it's so nice to have this new medium. Well, it's not new, but it's new for me. There's like 2 million podcasts, but just to have these conversations and really amazing little nuggets come out of them that make me think differently about my own experience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it, it is, it is this exciting time and I'm, I'm really eager to see what you're going to, what's going to come out of it and grow for you. And I really think a lot of it is that networking. You're just networking on a, on a different way. So, um, well, with that being said, where can people find you? Where can they find out more about how to connect moving forward? Um, I am the daily Dan Ryan on LinkedIn and Instagram the daily Dan Ryan. And then also you can email me at Dan at nine, six, seven, spell out N I N E S I X S E V E N.com. <clears throat> and Dan Ryan, here I am. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, we'll definitely be sure to have um, all the ways that people can connect with you, find out more about your podcast, all of that in the show notes. So um, this has been it's so great. It's so great to kind of, um, you know, because we are friends outside of here, but to like just talk a little bit more, dive into um, what you're working on, this notion of, of where we're going in the future. So uh, I thank you for your time and really appreciate it. And uh, for everybody, by the way, that is tuning in from home, I'll be sure to have all the information here and you can connect with Dan because he is he's pretty awesome. In case you can't tell, I'm a fan. (laughs) So um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, continue to say yes to travel.